least you can do is level with me. What are my chances? Steve Blackman here, The Sound of Sanity in an Insane World, coming to talk to you about the disputed and contested 2020 election, because that is where we still are. The Democratic candidate has declared victory, but the Republican candidate has refused at this point to concede, saying that his lawyers will be going to court post-haste, first thing, Monday morning. One thing that is for certain is that the media is fixed. Let us go back just a few days. None of Trump's claims at his Thursday press conference were outright lies. Yet I heard on ABC from George Stephanopoulos pretending to be an objective news anchor when he's in fact a former Clinton advisor, outrageously declaring as objective news that the president had lied in his presser and that it was all falsehoods. In fact, every claim of import could easily be independently verified. I thought that was the job of journalists not of the Lackner factor, to do so with integrity and not relying on a right-leaning website. I take you to the Philadelphia Inquirer that endorsed Joe Biden this year. I made sure of that. In their so-called fact check, which was no fact check at all, they basically verified that there was veracity to everything Trump was saying. Nothing could be labeled outright fake. Except, of course, the fake news itself that has been in overdrive over the last few days. No wonder election bias doesn't bother them. They're engaged in reporting bias every day. So I read the claim and I look at the fact check and it basically says it's all true. Observers in Philadelphia were kept away. Quote, true to a point. Paper was put on the windows. Quote, there are windows papered over. Philly went to court to block Republican watchers closer access. Quote, Philadelphia officials appealed a state court ruling granting Trump observers closer access. The only correction that they had was he said Pennsylvania is a corrupt political machine. And they say, well, Pennsylvania has many counties which are Republican. Don't be pedantic and obtuse. He was talking about Philadelphia, obviously. And that's a so-called fact check. Meanwhile, the Washington Post on Thursday ran with this headline, Trump as lead narrows in counts in Pennsylvania, Georgia, repeats baseless claims of fraud, end quote. An opinion in the form of a news headline. Shame on the media. Trump will not buckle to their fraud. That the media in total conformity and uniformity announced the victor, shaping the narrative, shaping the Sunday shows, trying to shine a, a negative light on the legal battles to come, ignore totally Rudy Giuliani's press conference, displays that they are not in this game to do reporting, they are in this game to play politics. And in fact, as the president has pointed to suspicious activity in the vote counting, They've cried, where's the evidence? Where's the evidence? Where's the evidence? Well, let's take a listen to former Speaker of the House, 
Newt Gingrich respond to Brett Baer of Fox News on this very point. But for the president to come out the other night and say definitively in that press conference that Democrats are stealing the election, that there is fraud, doesn't that hurt the system overall? Even if he believes it, to say it without showing what that is, doesn't it hurt to have the president of the United States doing that? Well, look, I think it hurts, but I think it also hurts uh, if you have that level of fraud. I think well, it we hurts haven't seen it. when you have people the size of... What? We haven't seen that. I'm sorry? We haven't seen that level of fraud. He's saying it's there, but we haven't seen it. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, but, but look, look at the double standard. So you have a precinct where they don't, they don't let anyone in. They board it up. In some cases, they actually have put a tractor in front of the door. But we're supposed to say, oh, I'm sure that's an honest precinct, and they're just misunderstood. Well, my view is the exact opposite. Uh, if you break the law, and by the way, it's breaking the law to not allow these poll watchers, why should we trust you? I mean, what, what reasons do we have to assume that people who are keeping us out, operating in secret, are in fact being faithful? And I, so I what's personally, the having yeah. been born in Harrisburg, Oh, look, I would take every precinct that blocked uh, the uh, poll watchers and I would just not count their votes. I have no reason to believe that those precincts are honest. They, they, are, they have by definition proven they were covering up something. So the burden ought to be on them to prove that they're being honest. Without showing how uh, they're not uh, honest? Well, that, okay, so somebody very cleverly, I mean, if you have... <clears throat> Somebody quite cleverly, if you saw The Irishman, you'll understand part of this. I saw it. They quite cleverly make sure that, they make, they quite, they make sure that you can't prove what they're doing, and therefore, by definition, they can't be guilty, even if what they're doing right. is totally criminal. So let me ask you. And Newt Gingrich's strongest point is that if there is skullduggery and shenanigans that can clearly be pointed to, beyond a shadow of a doubt, then... The presumption to show that their process was clean should shift to that precinct, to that voting center. Where is the evidence, you ask? Well, let me go back to Thursday. If you look at news media articles, they are all skewered. But if you can mine through the trash for the nuggets of truth, you actually find... Very disturbing things. Thursday, the Associated Press, quote, the Trump campaign had sought to halt all counting of mail ballots in a Nevada county, saying observers were being kept too far away to be able to see if signatures matched voter registration records. As an aside, that's the whole point of the observer. If they're too far away to do that, then what are they observing at all? The Associated Press continues, that lawsuit was settled Thursday afternoon after election officials agreed to provide additional access at a ballot processing facility in Las Vegas. End quote. Thursday afternoon, 72 hours into the election, now you are allowing access to poll watchers in Vegas? They go on to state in the Associated Press that on Thursday, a state judge ordered Philadelphia officials to allow party and candidate observers to move closer to election workers processing mail-in ballots. A spokesperson for the Philadelphia Board of Elections said barriers were shifted in response to the order while the city appealed it. Barriers were shifted? Why were barriers up in the first place obstructing the view of poll watchers? Why were they making it virtually impossible for poll watchers to do their jobs? 
CBS fact check, also from Thursday. I kid you not, this is in a fact check. Quote, the Philadelphia Inquirer did a photograph, had a photograph of an unidentified poll watcher using binoculars while workers can be seen in the background canning ballots inside the Pennsylvania Convention Center. But it's unclear how far away the observer was. Apparently it's unclear to CBS that you've got to be pretty far away if you're using a binoculars, but it's unclear how far he was from the vote counters, and the photo is dated November 3rd. Two days later on Thursday, a state court judge ordered that poll watchers must be allowed within six feet of all ballot canvassing. Again, two days later, what were they doing in this interim period that the Republicans had to sue to get these poll watchers to be able to do their jobs? In the same precinct that stopped counting on election night with no cause, no justification, no explanation, when it looked like Trump was leading everywhere except for in Pennsylvania? A time-honored tactic in corrupt cities to stop voting? when your candidate is not in the lead? Are you kidding me? Reuters, Thursday, quote, Detroit poll watchers were barred from the counting room on Wednesday afternoon. Reuters goes on to say, Detroit police were called to enforce the decision and some of those barred from the hall grew agitated when poll officials blocked the windows with pizza boxes and cardboard to prevent challengers from viewing inside, end quote. And you're gonna use Corona as your excuse for not allowing these poll watchers in? Then what's your excuse for boarding up the windows? With pizza boxes. You're going to get Corona through a window now? I don't think Dr. Fauci would agree with that. In Nevada, the Republican Party sent a criminal referral to Attorney General Barr regarding over 3,000 instances of voter fraud where thousands of individuals were identified to have voted despite not meeting residency requirements. Listen, we know how rife for fraud this unsolicited mail-in process was at the outset. I live in Los Angeles County, so I saw a news article the week before the election that said hundreds of thousands, somewhere in the ballpark of 300,000 ballots were incorrectly sent out. This includes the dead people. This includes the people that didn't have the right to vote. I know somebody, one gentleman, who received three or four ballots in his own name. I know one lady that re received three or four ballots in her name. I know another that received a ballot for his deceased father. And this is in Los Angeles County, mind you, where the Democrat win is a foregone conclusion and there is absolutely no incentive to skewer the vote or to rig the system, or to play with the mail-in ballots to favor yourself or your candidate. No evidence? No evidence? I hate to break it to you, but witnesses are evidence. And Rudy Giuliani had them speak at the Pennsylvania press conference today that the media simply refused to cover. Because they're all about cementing their narrative. Take a listen not to Rudy, but to poll watchers that will be signing affidavits or already have and are willing to testify in court, taking the podium and testifying about what was going down in Philly when it came to poll watching and vote counting. 
Americans in, in Philadelphia were, especially men, were talking about the 401k plan and how they were excited um, because their finances. So when I go to the poll, it was um, basically, uh, they put us at 20 feet away. And uh, they said no cameras, no phones, can't take, you cannot take pictures. Uh, I was even harassed by some of the Democratic Party uh, poll watchers. And that is also recorded. And then, um, next thing you know, it was six feet away. And they still would not allow us, allow us to see anything that was happening. Uh, we saw people working on, on the ballots, but we didn't know any names. We didn't see anything. We don't know if people voted uh, twice or three times. We didn't know if people were dead people were voting. But we were there and we were watching. And uh, it's such a shame. This is a democracy in Philadelphia. And they did not allow us to see anything. And uh, was it corrupt or not? But give us the opportunity as poll watchers to view all the documents, all the ballots. And um, listen, you know, we just want a fair election. And uh, we viewed us, we viewed that it was not fair at all. It was not fair to allow us to, you could allow us to look at the, uh, the ballots, some ballots, but nothing. It was, we were kept away from everything. Thank you. Hello, I'm Matt Silver. Uh, I went for 16 hours straight poll watching. Uh, it took about 30, 45 minutes to get through, despite me having credentials of all possible manner. Uh, eventually somebody, I showed an email proving that I was supposed to go in, they at least let me through. Uh, when I was there, I was turned away for a tablet. They did not want any tablets or computers there. I had to bring that elsewhere. Eventually when I was let through, you were not able to get anywhere near the ballots. There were three rows of people counting ballots. The closest may have, at my day, may have been 15 feet away. Then there was another row, then there was another row. Uh, to the extent that you could see anything, we were told repeatedly, including by Democratic poll watchers, including by police, that if they see us taking a photograph or a video, we'll be thrown out and not let back in. The only place you could use a phone was several hundred feet away from the ballots. I don't know what they were trying to protect. When I was there, I saw some people looking at the ballots legitimately. Some people were flipping through them at a rate of every few, every second or so in a way that we specifically could not even see a single thing. Uh, to the extent that you could see a thing in certain boxes, I saw they seemed to be, at least certain boxes, seemed to be in the same unusual pen and seemed to have very similar handwriting. Some boxes were normal, some boxes were like that. When they finished with so going through boxes, they put them in the very, very back of the room where you couldn't see a thing hundreds of feet away. Then they put, the, put supposedly the same boxes, I can't tell if they are or not, through separate machines where they strip the ballots, the outer, outer casing with simple signatures to the privacy ballot. At that point, the actual signatures are completely separate from the privacy ballot and you can't, and they'll never be able to be tracked back. What I saw was disturbing and the process seemed to be specifically so we could not observe, and also so we could not challenge. The only way to challenge something was to call an individual called Seth, who was in the back of the room, who could speak to people. And again, they were very worried about photographs and videos. How were you chosen? I was asked both by my local ward and the Republican National Lawyers Association. I responded to both. I was willing to do so. There was some type of vetting process, including my bar number, 
and I guess my credentials, and then I was accepted. And you're an attorney, right? I am an attorney. I asked the individuals in the group who were the most senior, and again, I... We'll, we'll, we'll take questions later. Uh, when, when you moved six feet closer, as far as you knew, was that uh, as based on a court order? I assume it was a court order. In no case was I closer than 15 feet from anyone counting. Did they move six feet further away? The closest row for me was 15, 20 feet away. Then there was another row 15, 20 feet beyond that counting, then another 15, 20 beyond that. The only thing I could see at all was the row closest to me. Okay. And again, uh, how, were you, how were you selected? Selected by the Philadelphia Republican Party. And credentialed by them? Yes. Okay, thank you. And we'll have one. Lizette, would you speak to the other group that were not allowed access, which is another category? Not would you mind? Not at all, thank you. Let's see if I can get this down a little I'll stand on my toes. Well, hold you <laughs> Good morning, thanks for being here. I'm Lisette Terragano. I'm a longtime resident of Philadelphia. T is in Thomas, A-R-R-A-G-A-N-O. You're welcome. Um, I am a, a longtime resident of Philadelphia, although not native. And um, quite frankly, I've always been about, um, I'm a retired attorney, um, and I got really, really hepped up about watching voter freedom, freedom of speech, and being able to say the words Donald Trump without getting push in the corner. And when I really got excited about being asked to observe ballots was when I felt that my way of life is being put in jeopardy. The American way of life uh, being put down for things I say who I like. And it's not fair. I'm the child and granddaughter of both Holocaust victims and survivors. And I'm the daughter of a World War II veteran and who fought for and or ran away from horrible, horrible times where people are repressed and sent away. And what I noticed when I was brought in to be a poll watcher, um, I was never brought in actually. I never got past the first identification stage. They kept saying that mine as well as five or six other Republicans, uh, their names hadn't been entered into the system. And after uh, the first time it happened, the second time it happened, I was had no uh, second thoughts about it being a problem more that somebody failed to finger us into the computer system. But after a while, what I witnessed, and I, I said to Mr. Giuliani before, in a, in a morbid curiosity staring, at, I felt insidious fraud going on. I felt that we were kept away from doing our civil duty. That was everybody on both parties should be upset about. This is horrible, we're being restricted, we're being restrained, and I see this nothing as the insidious nature of the Philadelphia and Pennsylvania governments who are keeping us away from doing what we were meant to do. And so there you have three, and Rudy Giuliani said they have up to 50 people willing to sign affidavits along these lines, being blocked from even coming in, despite being credentialed, or to the extent that they were allowed in, basically not able to do anything anyway. And you're a knave and a fool if you think this is limited to Philadelphia, and that other cities and precincts aren't capable of the same skullduggery.
Yet the media intentionally muddies the water. So before they declared victory for Biden for their candidate, this morning, they kept saying that absentee ballots have been used for a long time and therefore this is a totally unquestionable process. Now, either they're liars or they're idiots, and either way, they shouldn't be on TV. And I shouldn't have to stand here as the Hoover Dam against the fecal fluids pouring out of your television. But if that's my role, I'm willing to do it. The issue has always been absentee versus unsolicited. No Nobody had issues with the normal process of using absentee, but it was and is unprecedented in America to have an election with this many unsolicited ballots, people who did not request them getting them, and then not knowing where they all came from and what happened to them. And then beyond that, yesterday, the Supreme Court got involved in Pennsylvania, and yet based on Pennsylvania alone today, the media declared a winner, despite the fact that a Supreme Court case is pending. This was before Rudy Giuliani announced that he and the Trump team were going to file additional voter fraud related lawsuits. Justice Samuel Alito issued an administrative injunction on Friday, pending consideration by the full court. The Republican Party of Pennsylvania had filed to Justice Samuel Alito Stating in their claim, quote, a total of 25 Pennsylvania County Board of Elections have not indicated whether they are segregating the late arriving ballots. End quote. That is per state guidance, based on recent Supreme Court opinions, they were supposed to segregate ballots that came in past a certain time, a deadline. And 25 entire counties in Pennsylvania, when contacted by Republican counsel, refused to answer the question, refused to say in the affirmative that they were following the state's own guidance. Justice Alito wrote, quote, all county board of elections are hereby ordered pending further order of the court to comply with the following guidance provided by the Secretary of the Commonwealth on October 28th and November 1. As an aside, that was as a result, as I said, of Supreme Court rulings. Namely, one, that all ballots received by mail after 8 p.m. on November 3 be segregated and kept in a secure, safe, and sealed container separate from other voted ballots. And two, that all such ballots, if counted, be counted separately. But was... Was it? No, it, it didn't happen. But what was most astounding was the tone that Alito took in this very same filing. This injunctive order. He wrote, quote, until today, this court was not informed that the guidance issued on October 28th, which had an important bearing on the question whether to order special treatment of the ballots in question had been modified. The application received today also informs the court that neither the applicant nor the secretary has been able to verify that all boards are complying with the secretary's guidance, which it alleged is not legally binding on them, end quote. That is Justice Samuel Alito expressing total dismay that Pennsylvania guidance issued in response to a United States Supreme Court ruling is still unverifiable as to whether it is being followed. And so we hear, where is the evidence? Where is the evidence? 
Well, you just heard. That's why I took the time to play it for you. In your own ears, your own lying ears. From people who aren't politicians, telling you what they saw with their own eyes. And this, where is the evidence? From the very same people that said election integrity matters so much that on the hunch that Russia had rigged the election four years ago and the belief, the theory that Trump had colluded with Russia and engaged in collusion therein began a three and a half year, $48 million with the entire power of the federal government, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, a special counsel, Robert Mueller, all towards a report that led to nowhere. They were expecting fireworks, followed by an impeachment, and they got nothing. So then they threw a Ukraine phone call against the wall. And you want me to take the journalists and the politicians, the Adam Schiff's and the Don Lemons and the Fredo Cuomo's, Seriously, when they were Russia, 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 Russia for three, four years, and now the Republicans are gathering evidence at a breakneck pace, but you gave your people three and a half years to conduct their witch hunt. The Republicans have hours, hours to gather evidence of things that are very difficult to prove, despite the fact that we know that shenanigans are taking place. Don't lecture me from my television. Don't lie to me, media. Because that is why I and 70 million Trump voters will back the president and say, do not take their BS seriously. Fight, fight, fight. Continue to fight for us. Continue to fight for the system. Biden went overnight from saying, be patient. Let every vote count. To declaring victory based on the media. Now, I get why they're doing it. It's a political play. And it's also very much intended to intimidate the justices or the judges that will have to render decisions in the coming days. Now having to do so, if they do, against a foregone conclusion that the media and the Biden campaign has put out there. So all at the same time, while Joe Biden and Kamala are, are feigning plans to be the great uniters, as their lemmings flood the streets in celebration, realize what is really going on. Same people flooding the streets in celebration, no doubt were ready for violence if it had been announced the other way. This is not an election result at this point. This is not to say that the chances are great for Trump, but this is still not an election result. This is a public relations war. Big tech, big media, the establishment from Biden to Jeb Bush, Trump versus the entire world in a communications battle before the election fight has even actually ended. And let me tell you something, when you poke the bear, when you poke the bear that is Donald J. Trump, you poke that, he claws back, he claws back. You punch him, he punches back twice as hard. And so yes, in unison, call him a liar. And he will say you are fake news. In total conformity, at the very same moment, call the election at the same time, and he will say you are fake news fraud. Because he is emboldened by this kind of reporting. 
not embittered. Your ridicule and derision feeds his energy and his willingness to continue the battle. And it also feeds the energy of his supporters because that is the game. It's a public relations war right now. So stop tuning into the mainstream media. You will hear nothing that has any semblance of truth from them. In fact, what is happening now is a very dangerous game, not by President Trump, who has every right to utilize the legal apparatus to ensure voter legitimacy, but by the media and the Biden campaign that have contributed to the potential for unforeseen upheaval. If this, yes, extremely narrowly perhaps, but if this somehow at some point turns the other way. Remember Dewey defeats Truman, that famous picture of Harry Truman holding up the headline? And yet he wins the election? It's not over until the final whistle. Ambassador Joseph Kennedy said Britain was over and he wasn't counting on a man named Winston Churchill. What is at stake now is not who wins, but the principle of impartiality. The prerequisite to legitimacy in our legal system, in our judicial system, is the idea of impartiality. That is, that justice is blind, that lady justice wears a blindfold and she shows no favoritism. She has no biases. In fact, judges, adjudicators, arbitrators can have their decisions thrown out, not only if there is evidence of impartiality, of fraud, of bias, but even if it can only be shown that that individual had the appearance of impartiality being violated. I would put forth a fortiori that if a single case and a single judge can have his, elect, uh, his decisions rendered nugatory based on him not presenting himself with the appearance of impartiality, then how much more so in election itself what is at stake are the very laws that those judges have to adjudicate based upon. And so I challenge you with one question in this very long podcast. And that is, over the last week and moving into next week, as we continue to hear these stories and the Republican evidence and these lawsuits, do not discount it because... Anderson Cooper said you should. But ask yourself one simple question. Is and has this election been conducted with the appearance of impartiality or not? Because right now there is serious questions in various precincts as to impartiality. And certainly we know that the media is biased from the get-go. So hold on to your hats. It ain't over till the fat lady sings. It's not over until the process resolves itself. Now, I shouldn't say to you that you should have beaming hope that Trump is going to be the next president because that is not where we're at right now. We are at the stage of defending the legitimacy of a system in which unprecedented mail-in ballots were utilized, resulting in a win in questionable precincts, in razor-thin margins. 
That's where we're at right now. No matter what the media tells you, you are hearing the truth, the real deal. From Steve Lackner, The Sound of Sanity in an Insane World, keep listening. And I didn't, by the way, comment on the election earlier because I wanted to take the time myself to absorb the data, the information, to sift through it and see what was real and what was not and where we, where we were going. And by this point, well, I think you've heard my thoughts. Have a good rest of the weekend and let's gear up for this election battle continuing into next week and perhaps beyond that. God bless.